and welcome to Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, your source for the straight poop on all things supernatural. <laughs> we are your hosts. My name is Chris Anderson, but if you went to high school with me, you could call me Shibby. And I'm Ethan Sereski. And when the power of love overcomes the power... Motherfucker. I love your Hendrix. Let me try one more time. And when the power of love overcomes the love of power, the world will know peace. I hope so. I thought that was nice. I thought it was, you know, it was a nice one today. Uh, so, uh, Ethan, our show is not about Jimi Hendrix quotes. For that, you'll have to tune into <laughs> Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Jimi Hendrix Hour. <laughs> uh, it's What is this show about? Tell any new listeners. Hit them up with the premise of the program. As always, on an episode of Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fred Hour, one of us, Shibble this week, has done extensive research on a ghost, ghoul, demon, goblin, something like that. Mm -hmm. And the other one of us, me, Ethan, has done absolutely nothing. Nothing. Like I've really, really been relaxing, taking it easy, and you know, thinking about how hard Shibble's working. Yeah. And uh, this week, the particular monster, the cryptid, the demon, the ghoul that we will be discussing is is who, Shibby? It is the Zhang Shi. And the 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 Zhang Shi, is that correct? I believe that is correct. And I'm gonna say neither of us are experts in uh Chinese pronunciation. Speak for yourself. Uh all right. Well then as you know, it is pronounced Zhang Shi. That's what right. we're going with. And I'm gonna apologize for any general cultural inaccuracies i do not propose put myself up as an expert on the chinese culture any chinese folk religions or even the very thing that i'm talking about this week the Xiangxi, merely an interested amateur i however do and uh i'm offended if you uh take offense to anything i say because i'm an expert in all things china all right there we go just like glorious president trump yeah china that's right uh, so, uh, but when I say to you, Jiang Shi, in your expert mind's eye, <laughs> what do you picture? I can't wait to hear how amazingly accurate your expertise is. <laughs> well, I mean, I should have known what it is already. I was surprised that I didn't. It's just, it. you know, every, every subject matter expert has holes. That's why we're all lifelong learners. Thank you for understanding. I'm an, I'm an adaptive learner. I'm always willing to add to my base of knowledge. But so I, I knew nothing about the Zhang, the Zhang Shi. Uh, so I thought I heard she, the Zhang Shi, and I thought maybe it's a Chinese pronoun. Like okay. they have a Shi, and then if you're extra spicy, you're a Zhang Shi. Mm. Like, like, do you see how, how sexy Zhang Shi looks when she covers her mouth while laughing? Got it. So sort of a, a Zhang Shi, Zhang Her situation. Exactly. Okay, guess number one. Was it right? Maybe. I don't okay, want to give well, too much away if you've got more guesses. I have, I, have a, I, have, I have a couple more. All right. I believe it. All right. Is the Zhang Shi mm -hmm. a, an anthropomorphic spy balloon? Oh. Like I, I, I picture it like... Like it's this big, floating, humongous blob cryptid with huge googly eyes, like floating above the U.S., taking pictures of Shibble's intellectual property. Boy, I wish. That sounds adorable. I'm going to tell you that one not correct. That would make a really cute plush toy. Yes, I would love a plush Chinese spy balloon. I will have it made. Uh, I have one more guess because comedy works in trace, yes. as they say in China. 
Um, I think the uh, Jiangxi is a, a Chinese brother and sister comedy team. Because okay. if you say it slow, Jiangxi, like Jianxi, Jianxi. Okay. And they mostly do like like panda humor, not because they're Chinese, no. but because I feel like panda humor is an untapped gold mine. It's true. They're very silly. Think of a panda joke. Um, how many pandas does it take to screw in a light bulb? I don't know. Uh, three. Why's uh, that? One to screw in the light bulb. One to eat a bunch of bamboo and a third one to look at pornography and not fuck his wife. <laughs> oh my God. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Panda joke. Oh my God. That was really good. Panda joke. <laughs> you can have that one. G and she. <laughs> so how close was I? Cause that, those are my, uh, those are my three guesses. Am I, am I on target with anything? I'm going to say, uh, nope. Nope, not, not even the googly nope. eyes. I thought the googly eyes might have been on target. Swing and a miss. Oh. Well, it's all right. The good news is I have a way to tell you everything you need to know about the Jiangxi, and I've got it in the way that you and I both learn best. <gasps> narrative fiction. Yes, narrative prose fiction. It's story time. It's story time. Story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster. Story time! Story time. It's story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster. Story, story time. time! This beautiful broad walks into your office. <laughs> She's got legs going all the way up to her boobies. Her legs were so long, it's like there's no belly at all. It goes straight from legs to boobies. Are you? She says. Yes, I am, you respond. I'm Morgan Pistachio. Yeah. And I'm the best damn private investigator you can get for $100 a day plus expenses. Why don't you take a load off those getaway sticks and tell me your sob <laughs> story, sister? If I like what you're singing, I might just take your case. Tissue? She dabs away tears as she sits down. Well, Mr. Pistachio, it's my brother. He's been missing for three days. Whoa, slow down there, pretty face. You haven't even told me your name yet. Of course, she says. My name is Ileana Butt. <coughs> my brother is Mikey. Mikey Butt. Not Mikey Butt, the ball player. I saw him hurl that no-hitter against the Brown Sox. He's what? gone missing, you say? You say? Yes, Mr. Pistachio, I do say. <laughs> you light a cigarette. A big-time celebrity like Mikey Butt should stick out in a crowd. This should be easy simoleons. There must be some kind of catch. So, why didn't you tell, uh, tell it to a flatfoot, kissy mouth? <laughs> why come to a two-bit gumshoe like Morgan Pistachio? Well, Mr. Pistachio, she sighs. I'm afraid Mikey has a gambling problem. He picked up a bad habit of losing at Pai Gao when he served in the Pacific. <laughs> if the press found out that he gambled away his entire salary in some Chinatown card room, his baseball career would be ruined. Mr. Pistachio, I'm afraid. 
Mikey ran afoul of some truly nasty characters. Please, I need your help. You stamp out your cigarette. Chinatown cases are always rough. A six foot eight Italian private eye has a tough time flying <laughs> under the radar. Still, you just couldn't say no to those legs. All right, pussy lips. I'll what? find Mikey Butt. <laughs> I'll find Mikey Butt. I'm going to need a hundred up front. I won't promise that I'll find him, but I will promise that I won't be back without him. And I will be back. <laughs> pussy lips. The next day you hit the streets. A few well-placed greenbacks pay dividends, and you find out that the only place a high roller like Mikey Butt could get a high-stakes game of pie gal going is at Rich Boy Chang's. <laughs> Rich Boy Chang's Dim Sum Palace was popular with locals, but not just for the char siu pork or the steamed bao. Some came because they knew the password for the back room, where the cards are hot, the drinks are cold, and the women's legs are long <laughs> you get the password from an opium addict that needed a Hamilton to cover his next fix you sidle up to the brick wall of a Chinese fella by the front door look him dead in the eye and say silly little kisses <laughs> he steps aside and you enter card tables bustle with action and drinks are served by waitresses whose skirts and legs are opposites. The skirts are short, and the legs... Well, you get the picture. In the corner, you see a fat Chinese man drinking tea alone. The only reason to drink the soft stuff in a place like this is if you own it. So you figure that's your man. Rich boy Chang, you ask, taking the seat opposite him. Yes. Is there something I can do for you? He responds. Oh, uh, is something bothering you? Oh, uh, nothing. I, I thought you would have an accent, you stammer. <laughs> Why would I have an accent? Well, because, because you're from, because I'm from Boston. <laughs> I feel like we've gotten off on the wrong foot here, you say, trying to reset the situation. I'm looking for one of your customers. Fella by the name of Mikey Butt. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Butt owes me a great deal of money, you see. He has quite the gambling problem. He's currently working for me, paying off his debt, Chang says. And I suppose you want to see him? He follows with a sigh. That would be nice, you say. Very well. Rich boy Chang says, standing up. He leads you across the casino floor, past a coat check, to a door with three locks and two guards. Through there is a long flight of stairs leading down. After you, he says, opening the door at the bottom of the stairs. You head in, and he slams the door shut, locking it behind you. You always fell for that. You want to see Mikey Butt? Just ring the bell that's on the table there, Chang says, from the other side of the door. This room is damp. The walls are metal, and there's a 
dark hallway leading away from you in the opposite side of the room. Next to you is a table with a small metal bell. You pick it up and ring it. Instantly, you hear a sort of rhythmic shuffling coming from the hallway. Emerging into the pool of light provided by a single bare bulb hanging from the ceiling is Mikey Butt. He no longer has the grace of a trained athlete. His limbs are stiff. So stiff he gets around by hopping instead of walking. His skin is a pale green and his outstretched hands end in pointed sharp fingernails. Oh. I'm afraid Mr. Butt's debts were too great to be paid off in one lifetime. But with the help of a sorcerer friend of mine, he will now be paying them off for eternity! <laughs> Chang laughs as you draw your heater and start plugging. The bullets land in butt with a dull thud and a plume of dust. You try to break away, but you're cornered. He hops towards you, grabbing your throat. He opens his mouth, and as you gasp for air, a glowing blue light flows from out of your mouth and into his. The world around you goes dark as you feel your very life force leave your body. You, Morgan Pistachio, <laughs> have just been defeated by a Zhang Shi named Mikey Butt. Wonderful. Thank you. Wonderful. That was amazing. Thank you. You like that one? I really, I really, really like that one. I was worried it got a little dry in the middle. No, it no. It, it, it I like how it transitioned from fun to informative to exciting and suspenseful. It it it, it crossed a lot of genres. Oh, thank you. I yes. That's we are groundbreaking here at Uncle Monster's <laughs> Time Fright Hour. That's why you tune in every other week. I like how you went for the went for the Mikey Butt. Like you just you were just like I'm going to name this character Mikey Butt. Yeah, he's actually named after uh, one of the contestants on Canada's Worst Driver, Mike Butt, the only <laughs> one who they consistently refer to by his full name. <laughs> That's so cruel. Check out season five of Canada's Worst Driver. A great. You movie. know which season? Yeah, we just finished rewatching it. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it in a while. Jo uh, Young Husband, right? Yeah, Andrew Young Husband, classic host of Canada's Worst Driver and he's Canada's Worst Handyman. So the he, young he's, a, he's a mean host. Like he he doesn't take shit from the contestants. No, he's nice. He cares about them. He doesn't take shit, but he's he's he does care about them. Let me tell you what I got from the story, and you tell me how much of it is real. Okay. Okay. So, a Zhang Shi is sort of like a Chinese zombie. Yeah. Uh, who has been have become he has been cursed by a sorcerer. To live forever in servitude to a master, and he has the power to suck the life force out of the enemies of the master uh, to repay uh, debts. But that'll go on forever, so the debt is never repaid, and he has supernatural powers as a zombie. All right, some of that is accurate, some of it, uh, you, you generalized too much from this story. Gotcha. Uh, so, let's get into some details. Let's do it. Uh... So the Jiangxi, uh, which translates to stiff corpse, a little bit redundant. <laughs> uh, are, what are you talking about? Some some corpse are very uh, are pliant. 
Yes, yes, I love a nice pliant corpse. That's a normal thing to say. <laughs> um, you just haven't been around enough corpses. Boy, isn't that the truth? Uh, they're also known as Chinese hopping vampires, although their behavior is much more akin to zombies. But they do suck out life force. Yes, they suck out life force. They so suck they're out zombie pyres. Uh, they suck out uh, your chi or ki, depending. Oh, on your chi. So it is your life force. It's your actual chi. Yes, and then I've got a little explanation of chi in here. People. Want, okay, I well, you know, I don't want to. I don't. Don't let me speed you up. Oh, that's all right. Well, now that we've got uh, our sort of big picture here, do you have any facts for us this week? Yes, uh, Layla presents China facts. Oh, all right. Layla presents China facts. Number one, 35 million Chinese people still live in caves. Paul Theroux writes, There is no government program to remove these troglodytes, but there is a scheme to give them better caves. It seemed to me kind of a lateral thinking. Why rehouse or resettle these cave dwellers? The logical solution was to improve their caves. That was very Chinese. I'm sorry. I didn't understand what was happening there. Oh, well, that's because the title that Layla's going to read explains it. I'll okay. say it. I'll say it, and then yeah, you'll I, replace I, it. I, yeah, All right. Completely. Number one, 35 million Chinese people still live in caves. Paul Theroux writes, can you believe that, by the way? Is that true? It is. Why what, would I make that up? What's your source on that? Um, you want me to get it? Not right now, but I don't know. I'm going to take this one with a grain of salt. I think there's a lot of anti-Chinese uh, propaganda in the press. This was on a Chinese tourism stupid. site. You went to a Chinese tourism site? No, that's a lie. That was a lie. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, I, I mean, I, I, I didn't. I, I interrupted I didn't, your fact. I didn't think this was like propaganda. I thought this was a fact. Well, it's tough to say. What? What? Tell me. Tell me more about okay. the thirty-five. Thirty-five million Chinese million people, Chinese people live still live in caves. Still, still live in caves. They never even left. This does seem uh, questionable now. Paul Theroux <laughs> writes, maybe erroneously, there is no government program to remove. You know what? Now that you say it, it sounds like this one. Is a China fib, everybody. Let's move on to number two. Number two. The first live crab vending machine debuted in China in 2010. Now, crab news. The machine sells an average of 200 live crabs a day, with prices ranging from 15 to 51. One? Uh, yeah. About two to seven dollars, depending on the size of the crab. That's not a bad crab price. Nope. A sign next to the machine guarantees each crab will come out alive, offering compensation of three live crabs for every dead one that pops out. Boy, that sound, that's a guarantee you can trust. I, I like it. I mean, that's, that's a nice thing. To, I mean, most vending machines don't have a guarantee. Yeah, yeah. That, I'm frankly, this seems great. Good for you, China. I love your crab vending machine. Number three, wear a Manchu pigtail or die. Oh, jeez. After conquering China, the Manchurians made the Manchu pigtail hairstyle mandatory for all males. The law was enforced by the death penalty, resulting in the popular slogan of the time, Keep your hair and lose your head, or lose your hair and keep your head. All right, well, I know which way I would go. Yes, 
Die for fashion. I yes, that's that what I was just about to say. Look. If you're not looking good, you know. What's the point of living if I can't have my beautiful Manchu braid? How did all three of those facts come from the same source? You? No, no I didn't make up any of them. <laughs> well, I mean, as far as the show is concerned, they all came from you. Right, but they were all from the same... I found them on the same source, and that first one is... I, I It doesn't sound right. No, it does. That one sounds a little bit uh, not right to me. So, back to the Jiangxi. Yeah, please. Uh, so, they can appear... Uh, in terms of appearance... Uh, they can appear as either sort of withered, green, rotting corpses. <laughs> or they can appear like sort of a nor- more like a normal, recently dead person. And it can go on sort of a sliding scale. <laughs> a normal, recently dead person? So like, so just like uh, the guy from Pet Cemetery got hit by a car? Or, you know, just like uh, me if all my blood had pooled in my back. Because I had been found <laughs> lying on my back. Because I died peacefully. Uh, you, you know what? I would notice. Yeah, yeah, you'd be like, why do you have a giant bruise on the back of your head, <laughs> down to your neck? Why are you so arms? cold? Uh, well, part of why I would look so dead is because uh, I hadn't fed recently. Depending oh. on how recently, and there are lots of different sort of takes on Zhang Shi mythology, just like there is on Western vampires. Right. It's a little bit sort of not cohesive. So I've done my best to try and create my cohesive take on Shang-Chi. Yeah, you got to weave together the truth out of, out of all the information. Yeah, I'm going to go. And I'll, I'll tell you some of the other conceptions as we go through. Uh, but, okay, so uh, they're normally seen dressed in the traditional long robe and domed hat of the Mandarin, mm. who is a, a bureaucrat, right? And they would also have that long Manchurian ponytail. That's cool. Uh, then their skin takes on a uh, greenish tinge uh, because of fungus or moss that starts growing under their skin when they're low on on chi. I'll remember that when you when I see you greenish. Yeah, you're like that guy needs some chi, <laughs> and the specific chi that I would need is yang chi. I would let you have some of my chi if you were dead. I thank you. I would appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, now, Chi, here, now I'm going to talk about Chi a little bit. Okay. Let's talk about Chi. Uh, Chi is kind of a complicated concept. Uh, way too complicated for me to really explain, and I have not done enough research to truly understand. Uh, but for our purposes, uh, uh, it's a uh, concept that's important to Taoism, Confucianism, and Chinese folk religions. It's a type of spiritual life force or energy. Uh, some conceptualizations of chi divide them into yin and yang chi. You might be familiar with yin and yang from the popular uh, symbol, the yin and yang. <laughs> uh, what the, what else might I know it from? Uh, the yin yang twins. You might also know oh, it from the yeah. yin yang twins. Whistle why you twerk. <laughs> uh, yeah, God. Ms., their verse on Viz New Booty is a uh, classic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let me whisper in your ear. Uh, <laughs> so... But it's not just a pair of rapping twins. It's also the two opposed energies that compose everything in the universe, right? So you've got uh, yin, which is normally associated with darkness and coldness and also femininity uh, for misogynist reasons, I'm assuming. And uh, (laughs) uh, stuff like that, uh, negative energy. 
whereas yang is associated with heat with uh, motion with warmth and the masculine and being alive this uh, sounds like star wars uh yeah star wars i'm uh would not be surprised if it had been influenced by taoism yeah uh so uh, when the Zhang Shi uh, will retain their Yin Chi in their uh, body, right? Because they are just a dead corpse. The Yin That's, is the chick. Is the chick uh, Chi? The yeah, the the dark, the death, the the coldness. evil female Chi, right? Well, and you don't want to start thinking of these things as evil and good because they are more complicated. Like because uh, they're, they're both necessary. Oh no, to, I just think of women as evil. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so. Tune in next season when we're going to have a great news segment. Uh, so uh, the Zhang Shi uh, will be retaining this yin energy, but they burn through their yang energy in order to like move around and, and, and fake being alive. Oh, okay. And that's why they need to drain yang energy out of people in order to keep moving. After they drain their yang energy, are they really effeminate? Uh, yang energy is masculine. So right, anything, they drain that and they leave the person very Oh, effeminate. is the person that's left behind? Yes. I think their uh, yin energy more often manifests itself as death. Uh, oh. Often, they, they can kill you by doing this. Oh, God, that's terrible. Yes. Now, uh, reports vary on what this chi draining attack would look like right uh chi literally translates to breath so sometimes it's seen as sort of just inhaling someone's breath out i of like them. that yeah that's that's cool uh, it can also appear as a light or a more literal energy uh there are also some uh stories of zhang chi who just drink blood that the chi that the blood is infused with great deals of chi. That's and dumb. I like the way you did it in the story. Yeah, I think... And those stories appeared later after Western vampire stories started uh, wow. being influenced into China. So that could be how that got in there. But also it could be that, like, blood is just, like, concentrated chi, right? So maybe it's just, like, mainlining it. Why would blood have anything to do with chi? Well, blood carries your energy around your body. It's, it could be a vessel for your chi. I mean, if my breath can have my chi in it, why couldn't my blood? I don't picture it being your actual breath. I think it's more of a metaphor for, like, the wind of your soul. Well, I think blood could also be used as a metaphor for a soul. Right, but they're actually drinking the blood, not the metaphor. It, it, and this is basically uh, what happened a lot in the history of Catholicism. <laughs> Are the, is it really blood or is it just the energy of the blood? Does it become the blood? When should we plan the next pogrom? Yes. Oh, Shibble. Yes. Speaking of on, pogroms. Speaking of, really, speaking of pogroms, I was on eBay. Okay. And you know what they were selling? What was, what was it? What? The Protocols of Zion. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you can find those on there. And I wrote to them, and I said, that's a very hateful book. You shouldn't sell it. And they, they were like, if I took down every que book with a questionable ideology. And I was like, what? what questionable. 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 And, and their symbol for their eBay store was a giant cross. Yep. What a bunch of fuckers. I told them that Jesus would be disappointed in them and to have a good day. Yeah. 
I and saw a Nazi I, I at the grocery store stuff. yesterday. You saw a Nazi at the grocery store? He was walking around with his fucking red suspenders and his jackboots. No way. Did you say anything? I was, tr- I was the whole time I was trying to clock him because I wanted to be sure. Uh, but I, I, and I was like scoping out his tattoos and trying to yeah. get it out, but I was never like a hundred percent confident, which is what I'd want to be before. You I have to be, you accused. can't be like you, you fucking Nazi and the dude's like, I'm a nerd. I, yeah, like I just, I don't know that I shouldn't wear a belt with suspenders. Yeah. And the swastika was just, you know, it was at a tax sale. I don't know what it is. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I, like I didn't, I didn't see anything that was super definitive, but I'm going to put myself at a 90%. That's not so, enough to confront. It was a real bummer. Yeah, no, it is. It's terrible to hear. So, you might be wondering at this point, how can we, what if you and I wanted to become Zhangxi? <laughs> it sounds really great. I mean, other than the fact that you're a slow-moving zombie-like corpse, uh, but, <laughs> you know. You are immortal, than, which is, you yeah, know, cool. Yeah, you can live forever. Uh, sort of. So, there are a couple of different ways. Uh, and basically what you need to do is sort of get enough Yang Chi back into the corpse to sort of jumpstart it. So there are a couple of different ways that this can happen. Uh, the corpse could get possessed by a Yang spirit. Oh. There could be an improper burial so oh. that Yang energy can just sort of flow back into the corpse through the earth. It got, uh, the corpse could get struck by lightning. Oh, well, that happens. Just like Frankenstein. Yeah, oh, see? Probably a Shang-Chi, technically. Oh, my God. That's amazing. He acts, and he's green. And he's green. There you go. That makes... Do you think... Do you think that's based on Shang-Chi? I think that it is a true story that Mary Shelley <laughs> knew the truth and was like trying to tell us in the original Q-Drop... Frankenstein. <laughs> well, her middle name was, uh, it started with a Q, didn't it? It sure did, I read it, so. listeners. Don't yep. double check that one because it's don't. the truth. Quinella, I You believe. do not even need to check how true it is. They don't check. <laughs> no, not if you're listening to this show. Uh, another way that it could happen is if a pregnant cap, cat jumps over the corpse. Like in the cemetery, if a pregnant cat jumps over a grave, it's a Jiangxi. It could become a Jiangxi because it would get all the yang energy from the pregnancy. What if that cat just runs around a whole cemetery? Yeah, or it gets into a funeral parlor. Oh my god! And what if there's a whole family of like I cats think by going the packs? time you get buried, it might be that if the burial was proper, it might oh, seal you off from this sort of thing. Has to be fresh. Yeah, that'd be my guess. And also, they can be uh, brought to life uh, by magical spells. Just a spell. Can by, like the sorcerer in the story. Yes, the sorcerer, yes. Right. Now, Taoist priests uh, used to deliberately create Jiangxi as a means of bringing corpses to their hometown when they died far away. It was a common practice to, like, travel for work. Wait, wait, time out. Are you saying that, like, say a guy died a hundred miles from where he lived, they would turn him into a zombie so they didn't have to transport him so he could walk back to the cemetery and be buried, like, just yeah. to save time and energy. Just because it was, uh, I think, a, a big, it was a big cost-saving measure. So he didn't have to transport the corpse so he could walk back himself? 
Yeah, he would just walk back himself. He'd take care of it. <laughs> so lazy. I love it. That's like a vending machine with crabs. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, okay. And I think it's more than 100 miles. Like, I think it's like the kind of thing where it would take you like a month to get there. Yeah. And so they're just like, no, this guy's just, he's going to hoof it. <laughs> um, now, some of them would get lost on route. <laughs> and those are the ones that are out there attacking people. Those were the ones you'd have to worry about. I think and, it's if you make a Zhangxi, it's your responsibility to guide them home. Yes, and indeed, uh, the Taoist priests would do that. They would call. They were called corpse walkers, <laughs> and they would like ring a bell to make the uh, the corpse follow you. The bell does really. Make, the corpse will follow the bell. Yeah, great Taoist minds think alike. I told you I knew a lot about China. Yeah, you're doing great. <laughs> yeah. Now. Do you have any uh, more? Uh, Layla presents China Facts. Number four. In 2007, a Chinese couple seeking a unique name for their child settled on the email at symbol. <laughs> a government official cited it as a most frustrating example of citizens bringing bizarre names into the Chinese language. Yeah. I, I can side with both of them on this scenario. At, at Sareski would be my name. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, that reminds me of uh, there. Okay, there was a guy that I used to work with. <laughs> his name was hashtag. His no, I'm not going to say his name, and I'm not going to say his wife's name, who I also used to work with. Her name was Kama. She was the fastest mail carrier I'd ever seen. Wow. He was the absolute worst. One hundred percent awful. <laughs> truly truly incompetent and he should have gotten fired but he made it through his probationary period uh because of a bunch of complicated reasons who asterisk and he uh eventually quit when they had a child he was going to be the stay-at-home dad yeah and they named their child oh and she was from china i forgot she is from uh, China, and they had met over the internet, and I'm 90% certain that she was, and you might call her a mail order bride. Right, that tradition, right. Yes, and they named their firstborn son Buick. <laughs> That's not even, like, what? I don't think either of them even owned a Buick. Maybe he was conceived in someone else's Buick. It just doesn't make any sense. It's a why name. a Buick? Buick. That and was I, my first. And she car. told me. She told me. I asked her like, "What's what's your son's name?" She said Buick. <laughs> and she has a she has a thick Chinese accent. She can be a little hard to understand at times. So I. So said, you didn't. You weren't sure. I said Buick like the car, <laughs> and she said yes, like the car, and I said okay. Okay, you didn't say that's <laughs> lovely. You didn't lie. No, I said no. I said okay. number five traditionally chinese babies wear open crotch pants instead of diapers okay however disposable diaper sales continue to rise dramatically around 20 to 40 percent each year so you know they're they're beginning to outpace those i saw a picture like they literally they there's babies with pants and there's just a big hole cut out so they could shit on the ground yeah I mean, it takes all types. I, I don't 
I think that's awesome. I wish we could do that. Number six. In 2011, a Chinese man paid $200,000 for a racing pigeon, setting a new world record. Good for him. Pigeon racing, with a long history in Europe, is also one of the most popular betting sports in China. Mmm. Yeah, I hear a lot of the big uh, whales in the gambling world are come out of mainland China. Uh, is that right? Yeah, that's what I heard anyway. Well, if you'll bet on pigeon racing, you'll bet on anything. Probably. Am I right, folks? Listen, <laughs> let's talk about the powers and abilities of the good old-fashioned Jiangxi. <clears throat> let's hear what's in their arsenal. All right, so they're very strong. How strong? Um, I'm going to say they are... Traditional zombies are not strong. No, they are stronger than zombies. I'm going to say that they are vampire strong. How about in between zombies and vampires? Okay, so maybe like not gorilla, but chimp. Chimp. Travis. Chimp strong. Classic case, uh, use case uh, for listeners of our show. Yeah. We, all know, we all know what chimp strong means. Uh, <laughs> they have razor sharp fingernails. Uh, they, uh, they move by hopping. And those hops, they they can hop pretty far. How, how like, do you know that? How far can they hop? Like, they can hop like 40 feet. No, they cannot. They can. They're incredibly, their hops are incredible. They're like, they're so they hop further than kangaroos. When is that even an advantage? Like, they're people. They, they'd be inside. Well, you know, if you're trying to run away from them outside. All right. You know, you got to remember they came from an era when much more people you know, people, buildings weren't as large, you know. That's true. Okay, understood. Um, they can also transform into a ball of light and possibly a wolf, depending <laughs> on uh, which stories or traditions you believe. I say both. Yeah, yeah. Or, or a wolf that glows. Yes, a wolf with light in its mouth? Yeah, that's awesome. All right, weaknesses. I'd say you need to defend yourself against the Zhangxi, and you will. I know. So... Here are some things that can be used to repel Jiangxi. Can I guess? All right, give me one. A uh, kind of metal. Uh, no. A uh, kind of herb. Uh, nope. A food stuff. Yes. Okay, give that to me. Okay, you can. Uh, they are repelled by vinegar. Oh. And also, uh, sticky rice. If you throw it at them, it will drain the evil out of them. Oh, like it, like the rice will take the evil into the like like when you put an iPhone that's got water on it into rice. Yeah, or like when you put sauce on a rice and it just sauces up the whole thing of rice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, rice is very absorbent. It's true. Uh, other things that they are weak against: eight-sided mirrors. <laughs> uh, what? It's a type of uh, Taoist good luck charm. It'll have I Ching trigrams. On the outside. Oh, yeah, I Ching trigrams, right. Yes, I'm familiar okay. with those. The I Ching is a uh, book of uh, used in Chinese divination and also has some aspects of philosophy in it. And there also have trigrams on it. You ever see, like, you remember, uh, was it Dead Prez? Yeah. And he's got, like, those three sets of lines under his logo. Yeah. Those are I Ching trigrams. Really? Yes. Uh, all right. Yeah, it's a traditional Chinese iconography, uh, and you can use them to. There's something like 81 different sections or entries in it, 80 something. I could figure it out if I was on top of my map. It's okay. 
Anyway, anyway, the I Ching is an important book of Chinese mysticism. Uh, other things that is weak against wood from a peach tree. So you've got that. Uh, <laughs> it's also weak to fire. Does not like being set on fire. Most don't. No, it's true. Uh, the hooves of a black donkey. <laughs> it should have been a black goat. Those are scarier than black donkeys. Well, it takes all types. Uh, there's also uh, handbells can be used to lure them, as we mentioned. Right. Previously. They love. They follow the bells. Also, how the bells say the zombies. Uh, wait, can you wait? Do this. Say hark how the bells sweet silver. Let's do a round. It's gonna be it's gonna be off because we're online. Let's just try it. Okay. Hark how the bells here. Hark how the bells sweet silver bells bell, all bell, seem to say throw things away. The bell, oh, the the bell, bell, oh, that was good. Okay. That was good. I liked it. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, da, 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 da. oh, the blood of a black dog. <gasps> Hendrix. His blood could stop Shangxi. I'd rather have the Jiangxi live. Fair enough. Also, uh, axes. They don't like axes, apparently. <laughs> axes and fire. It, you know what? I'm beginning to think these are Frankensteins. They might be. They also don't like brooms. Or pitchforks. Yeah. No, but also they do not like brooms. Why? I don't know. <laughs> uh, another effective means I of stopping know. a Jiangxi attack include holding your breath. Oh, because they can't steal your life force. Yeah. Uh, and also attaching a uh, paper talisman to them that has like a ward on it. Like a golem. Uh, yeah, similar to that. Use it, taking like a piece of paper and there are some Chinese characters on it. And they actually are supposed to write it with like a mixture of dog's blood and other stuff. Always with the dog's blood. Yeah. Uh, dog's blood, very powerful. Uh, but, and uh, those are, I think, called Ofuda. They have some other names. But you slap that on your Zhang Xi and he'll become immobilized. What do you do with an immobilized zombie? Like, where would you store it? Well, they're also they're also weak to sunlight. So if you just leave them outside, they, they are nocturnal. Will they evaporate? Or do you have to just leave them out like a lawn jockey? I didn't, I didn't see what happens when they get hit by sunlight. They might burst into flames or something. But I, I just saw that they know that when the rooster crows, they need to go. They need to leave. Right. And last thing, of course, is you can throw a bunch of coins on them, which they'll have to stop and count. Classic vampires. Very vampire. Maybe that's why they don't like brooms, because they have to count the bristles. Maybe something like that. I was surprised that the rice was not counting the grains of rice, but actually the rice instead draining uh, evil out of them. Yeah. Uh, stories of the Jiangxi go back to the late 1700s and the Qing Dynasty. That's uh, why they're traditionally depicted as wearing the uniform of a Qing-era bureaucrat. That would be with a Q, audience. Yes, Q-I-N-G. And my last bit of Jiangxi research is Jiangxi at the movies. <laughs> there was a boom of Jiangxi movies in Hong Kong in the late 80s and early 90s. What, what sparked that? Uh, with the success of the first uh, really big hit Jiangxi uh, movie, Mr. Vampire. <laughs> they know how to name him over there. Well, do you want... So, I have a list here of Chinese hopping vampire movies. Oh, I'd like to hear. Let's... What are they called? All right. Mr. Vampire, obviously. The yeah. It's a big one. Mr. Vampire 2. <laughs> Mr. Vampire 3. Yeah, I could have guessed. Yeah. 
Mr. Vampire 4. Right. The new Mr. Vampire. <laughs> Mr. Vampire 1992. Are you fucking kidding me? No. No, Mr. Vampire 1992 was the last one, I believe. Okay. Uh, Encounters of the Spooky Kind. Oh, I like that. Magic Cop. Encounters of the Spooky Kind 2. <laughs> okay. The Ultimate Vampire. Oh. Crazy Safari. <laughs> Midnight Vampire. Huh. The Musical Vampire. <laughs> I like that one. And Vampire vs. Vampire. Oh, what a matchup. Yeah, yeah, my money's on Vampire. Yeah, I know who's going to win. who wins, we lose. Yeah. So. Will is directed by Harold Blueberry. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) Uh, So. Yes. Obviously, all this sounds pretty crazy to me. Yeah, very crazy. I mean, all these hopping vampires. Are they corpses? Are they alive? It's crazy. But can it love... werewolf ain't my dad but it's not so bad it might sound crazy but can it love can it give me a kiss can it hold my hand would it say i love you does it understand does it know that i've never felt this way before there's a full moon tonight so romantic and this might sound crazy but can it love can it love you know let me think i mean i'm gonna say that Mm -hmm. yes there are still like vestiges of humanity in the zhang shi zhang shi and um, although they may not be conscious or present all the time, I think there's enough humanity left that love is present and possible. Yes. I'm going to agree with you. I think if they have significant yang energy and they are balanced, then they would be able to, in some sense, love. But that love would be fleeting. As soon they would hunger again for that delicious yang chi. <laughs> What would you be your dream date with a Zhang Shi? Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, go to a pool hall. Okay. And um, I haven't played pool in a while, so that's that's what's interesting to me about that. But also, I think it's dark, so no one would notice that they're lime colored. Yeah. Um, they're not huge, right? No, no, they are normal person size. Oh, okay. And, you know, they'll be wearing their robe, and so that'll be cool. And so they'll be covered up, and we can just enjoy and get to know each other and uh, talk about their prior life and, like, what it's like now being a zombie, you know, the transition, all that stuff. And we can really get to know each other, yeah. Uh, I'm going to take them to one of those trampoline parks. Oh, that's awesome. Really show me what they can do as far as hopping is concerned. Well, that that's right up their alley. Yeah, yeah. Really give them a chance to show off. Can it fuck? That sounds crazy, but can it fuck? What do you think? 
Uh, I think. Boy, it's a tough one, huh? See, I think it can do anything that it's commanded to do. So, yes. Okay. That's fair. I And I think that, yeah, I think it might even have the desire if it was, once again... Balanced. Yeah, balanced. Well, I, I was saying, and I, even mean, I didn't want to even get into whether it was possible balanced or not or because it loved or... But if it was told, you know, hey, that's my enemy, fuck it, you know, I think it would. It's true. The will of a Zhang, she is easily uh, controlled by a powerful sorcerer. Or its master. Yeah. Well, they don't necessarily have masters, right? Uh, well, in the story, um, rich guy... That was guy... just the one that was created by a sorcerer, but if you're one that, say... Let's say you were one... Oh, no, I'm not saying it necessarily cat. has a master, but it could have a master. Yeah. Right. So... Yeah, I think I think it I think it'd be up to it. I think I think they would have a nice time. So they can definitely do the nasty and fuck. Yeah, I think they love sex and they're horny for it. <laughs> it's fight night. Do you think they sixty nine? I think they do. I think they love sixty nining. I think. Do you they think like it's to... weird if you sixty nine and the guys on top? I don't think so. You know, it's all about just the trouble with sixty nine, listeners. The trouble with 69 is that it really is dependent on having, like, comparative sizes and body types. Do I don't think I mean? that's true. I, You know, otherwise you can end up, like, craning your neck. That's or, true. And stuff like that. Stuff that's going to impede your performance and your ability to just be in the moment and present. So don't feel pressured. You know, if 69... It's just not going to be for everybody. Don't feel like you got to be out there 69 and all the time, everybody. <laughs> and if, if, but if, if it is your thing. 69 isn't right for you and your partner. But if it is and you can, then enjoy it. Have a wonderful time, 69. Absolutely. We are totally sex positive. Yeah. <laughs> it's fight night. Fight. Okay, so we got this uh, Zhang Shi. Yeah, strong as a chimp. Strong as a as a Travis chimp. So, Razor how many fingers? Prime seven foot one, three hundred and fifty pounds. Shaquille O'Neal's would it take to take down a Zhang Shi? Is that thing gonna be turning into a ball of light? You know what? It could either do that, Shaq, or it could turn into a wolf. Well, I'm not too worried about a wolf. No, I didn't think you would be. But a ball of light's slippery. <laughs> and it could blind me. Have you fought up one in before? My eyes. I've fought plenty of balls in my time, and if <laughs> they were made of light, they'd be even slipperier. It's like a foul shot of light. Yeah, I'm going to say... One could be good, but a Zhang Shi could get lucky. Two, I think, would have it hands down. I think I think one Shaq takes a Zhang Shi. I don't All think right. anything that has a master beats a Shaq. Does, let's say it's one that doesn't have a master. Uh, then I think Shaq rings a bell. It goes, oh, bell turns around and Shaq rips its head off its shoulders. All right, fair enough. So- Number two, we have the Zhang Shi. Versus Aquaman with all of his powers, quote-unquote all of his powers, but on land. Okay. Well, how long has he been on land? Um, ten minutes. 
Okay, he's not starting to dry out. No, no, he's he's all right. doing good on that front. Yeah. Um, Aquaman pretty strong. He's pretty because he lives at the bottom of the ocean. He swims all the time. He's got great cardio. Great cardio. Yeah, and that's that. You can't discount cardio in a fight. In a fight, it maybe maybe other than your psychological preparedness, uh, cardio is probably the most important thing in a fight. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna put this one on Aquaman. I love that. I love that reasoning. Number three, the Zhang Shi versus Borat in a setup interview. Okay. Boy, that Borat, he does know how to set up an interview. Or is the Jiangxi setting up the interview for Borat? Yes, no, Borat's being interviewed by a Jiangxi. Okay. Well, he's still pretty quick on his feet. <laughs> he is. Well, no, Sasha Baron Cohen is quick on his feet. This is not Borat, Sasha Baron Cohen. This no, this is Borat, is Borat the, the character. character. Yeah. Borat, I think, is very naive and very trusting. He's <laughs> lucky, though. He's always lucky. He always lands on his feet. He does. Yeah, so I'm going to put this on the luck of Borat. He's got it. <laughs> I like how you got to that. Number four, we have the Zhang Shi versus two bored American businessmen who pay Dagestanis to let them hunt cryptids. Okay, well, bored American businessmen hunting cryptids. They're probably not expecting a Zhang Shi since the Zhang Shi is not a cryptid. So I will say the Zhang Shi will have the element of surprise. Zhang Shi's got him. I love it. We have the Zhang Shi versus Ganon and King Koopa. Okay, Ganon and King Koopa, but not Ganondorf and Bowser. Correct. Okay. So <laughs> Ganon was more of like a pig-faced man. <laughs> Who is Ganondorf? Ganondorf is a man that's canonical to the Legend of Zelda franchise. He's the one that appears in Super Smash Brothers now. Uh, he's just an absolute unit of a dude. Whereas Ganondorf is more of a pig-faced wizard man. King Koopa is Bowser, I think. I think King Koopa is Bowser's title. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay, it's coming. Well, yeah, no. Zhangxi is vulnerable to magic. So oh. I'm going to put this one on Ganon and King Koopa. I think they're too powerful. I think you're absolutely right. I didn't think that would even be a battle. Yeah, we also, have... yeah, ba uh, King Koopa breathes fire, which is another classic weakness. Oh, that, I didn't even think of that. Really good one. Yeah. Number six, we have the Zhang Shi versus the Tall Man. The Tall Man. Boy, if anybody knows about controlling animated corpses that have even started to turn color... Yep. And walk around doing his bit. Yeah, Tall Man's got this. He would He's, make them little people. He would, and he would use their brains to create silver orbs. Oh my god, It would. It, that was exactly what would happen. Alright, number seven, we have Zhang Shi versus five fundamentalist Christians who heard that the Zhang Shi loves that kid's book about two male penguins lovingly raising a baby penguin together. Gonna put this one on the Zhang Shi. Sorry, and, you guys. You yeah. are about to have your cheese sucked out of your mouths. Yes, it would murder them. Now we have the Zhangxi versus the Nuklevi if mm. the rider was alive and the horse was dead. Okay. So, not very mobile, but still really long reach, really long arms. <laughs> but... Boy, that horse being dead is going to be a problem. It weighs you down, doesn't it? 
being yeah, attached to yeah. a dead horse. Yeah, you better hope that it's at least letting you stay upright. But you know uh, what? I mean, you could say that if when the um, when the Zhangxi attacks, it would be beating a dead horse. Ah, wah, 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 I can't wah, help it. I can't help Zhangxi it. takes it. <laughs> and last but not least, we have the Zhangxi versus Biden in a debt ceiling battle. Boy, Biden really, he always wins debt ceiling battles. <laughs> he always walks out of those. A big winner, Diamond Joe. <laughs> the deal maker. He's got it. The art of the deal. Yeah, absolutely. Jung Shi takes it. And that was fight night. Wow. What a fight. What a night. <laughs> Do you have any more... Layla presents China Facts. Number seven. China has a military-style internet addiction boot camps. Okay. One Beijing camp run by an army colonel costs about 10,000 won or $1,300 a month and boasts a 70% success rate. Mm. That's pretty good. Internet addiction, I imagine, is a tough one to kick. The camp claims to combine eight, sympathy with discipline. Park called Kingdom of the Little People. You know what? You should franchise that to the states. That could probably help a lot of people. Do you think it really does, though? I mean, it depends. I don't know. If I'm taking him at his word, then yes. I think I think in China that means corporal punishment. It might, <laughs> but it might not. <laughs> okay, number I don't eight. Know. China has a dwarf theme park called Kingdom of the Little People. That seems exploitative. The Well, the park employs over 100 Chinese dwarves to sing and dance, including breakdancing in Swan Lake. The 13,000-acre, $115 million park also features tiny dogs and tiny fruit trees. Okay. I like the dogs and fruit trees. I, I love the fruit trees. And, you know, hey, they're getting work in the entertainment industry. As long I, as I, they're, I as long as they feel good about it, then I'm okay with it. Yeah, I don't know if I would want to go visit, but maybe I would. If I, I was a little person, to. I would love to. Maybe it's only for little people. That would be a great target audience. Number nine. Until 2009, the world's tallest man was Chinese. Mm. Bao Shishun, nicknamed the big guy, yep. is listed in the Guinness Book of Records as eight foot one. Woo, that is a big guy. In December two that is crazy. In December two thousand six, he helped veterinarians by reaching into the stomachs of dolphins that had accidentally swallowed plastic shards. Thanks, man. That's really cool, big guy. We finally found something for you, the big guy. We found something you're you're good at. My bones hurt all the time. <laughs> Would you mind walking down to the pier and helping us with the dolphins? I can barely walk. <laughs> hey, would you take a picture with my nephew? My heart is... <laughs> it feels like I'm being shot in the chest. <laughs> Thank you, Bao. So, <laughs> Zhang Shi. Surely, what do you think? I think, think I'm scared like to death. I think that I, I I think this is one of the scariest episodes that I've seen in a heard in a while. I mean, you can see I'm not I'm not as red as I usually am. I'm I'm more pale white, more milky and pasty. 
I'm frightened. I'm shaking. I know that my dreams are going to be just laced with visions of green zombies and hoods and Manchu uh, pigtails and all all that stuff. I mean, Shibble, you got to tell me one thing to put my mind at ease. I mean, is real? Is real? Shake it, Bavakasha. Hey! Well, who can say, <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, one interesting origin that I found, a uh, possible origin for stories of Zhang Shi, was uh, people that would transport these dead workers a long way from home. What they would do is they would put them on two sticks of bamboo under their armpits and they would line them up <laughs> and they would have a live guy at the front and a live guy at the back and they'd walk along <gasps> and this sort of jostling motion would make them look like they were hopping. Is there video of this or is this before video? This was hundreds of years ago. Okay, so is that before video? I'm just that is, yes, that is... <laughs> That, if I could have a video of anything, I, I wouldn't want another angle of Kennedy. I would want the line of dead dancing Chinese Zhang Shis. I see something shining. Is that is that the green of a Zhang Shi in the mirror? I'm scared. What is that shining on us? No, it's a different color from green. You need to learn your colors because it's red. It's oh. the red light from Uncle Monster. Oh, I was so frightened. Thank you for telling me. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Hey, everybody! Hey, hey, Uncle Monster, how are you? Good, was that the last monster for this season? Oh my gosh, it was! That was episode 16! That means next week we got the Kumite. Oh, everyone's gonna be fighting! Speaking, if you want to get in the mood for the Kumite, I got a movie for you. Oh, what movie's that, Uncle? You should watch... The Quest, starring uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. That is an awesome, awesome movie and a great suggestion. Tell the listeners all about it. Jean-Claude Van Damme is a clown prince of thieves. <laughs> and he learns Muay Thai to fight in a tournament against martial arts from around the world. And it takes place in the Great Depression. Is that when it's supposed to take place? As I recall, yeah. Oh, that's right. right. No, Uncle I Monster's remember. Because right on one of the guys is like an American boxer, and he's like got you know got this going on. Yeah, Maxi Divine. Maxi Divine. Oh my he's god, I love that Queensberry movie. Rules. Yeah, one of them does the monkey um, style. Maxi Divine. Every time he's there's one kung fu entrant, and every time they're watching him fight, Maxi Divine will lean over to the guy next to him and say, "Now he's fighting like a monkey." <laughs> <laughs> You're right. And, and, oh, now like, he's fighting, fighting like, like a, a tiger. snake. <laughs> now he's now he's fighting like a tiger. <laughs> great stuff. Check out the quest. Hey, and is Shibble. that Uncle Monster too? How are you doing, buddy? Nice to see you. Good to see you, my friend. Do you have a movie recommendation for me? Oh, I love to recommend movies. Give me one. Hit me with that good good. If you like China and think the Protocols of Zion should be banned from eBay like me, watch the replay of UFC 289. The Benil Darius vs. Charles Oliveira fight was excellent. I won't say who won, but it wasn't Benil Darius. Give it a watch. All right, you heard it here first. You heard it here first, folks. UFC 289. Who will be 
the big wiener. <laughs> We're all big wieners when you tune in. And you might remember two episodes. I was interested in a new segment. Which city is in the lead for our listenership? Oh, Time wow. Time to give you an update from our latest episode. Uh, at this very moment, our most recent episode, the most listeners is from... Beijing. Richland, Washington. Awesome. Tied with San Antonio, Texas. What? Yes. But Boston, Massachusetts, you're right behind. So if you want to take the lead, tell a friend locally about Uncle Monster. And it's still anybody's game. Anybody can take the number one spot. And, and remember, if you wanna, <laughs> I was you right there with you. <laughs> now, if you want to find us on social media, obviously you do. You can find us on Instagram at Uncle Monster Six. You can find us on uh, Twitter at Uncle Monster Podcast, and you can find us on Patreon at Uncle Monster Six. We've got a ton of bunch, a bunch of ton. There's, you know, there's a lot of oranges in that bunch. <laughs> uh, you can find a ton of fun bonus episodes on the Patreon. We're just about to start recording. Uh, three episodes about random films of Jim Wynorski. That he directed under the name Harold Blueberry. No, these are all actually Wynorski films. Oh, okay, excuse me. They're much better. (laughs) I had a hard time finding the Blueberry pictures. But tune in for that. It should be a lot of fun. You guys are awesome. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to rate and review if you're uh, listening on iTunes. We love or having whatever you. format you're listening on. Rate and review. No, there, just please. iTunes. No, I'm just joking. Please rate and review. It really helps us out. We love you guys. We hope to see you next time. And remember, don't, don't get, get spooked. spooked.